All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. To answer your question, QF Pro, yes, we're not only grading Darnell Nurse, we're also grading Frank Saravalli. Let's get into it with the lead. Another intro that will confuse the people who consume this show only through the podcast format. Uh, QF Pro is in the chat with the first comment, and he said, the title on my tab cuts off after Serav, halfway through Frank's name. And he said, are we grading Frank Saravalli now, too? Because then the title says grading nurse and Frank Saravalli. So, yes, I think we will slap a grade on Frank Saravalli and percent chance he's back next season. (laughs) No? I need playoff grade too. Yeah, well, we gotta cover all bases. I, okay. Okay. Let's unpack this. Playoff grade. Let's unpack this. Trade machine says we're trading Frank Saravalli. Yeah. What are we trading him for? Okay. Well, you got to think about other networks that have a high cap hit that they could take in. Uh, Charles Barkley? That'd be something. Can you imagine Chuck on Owen every day? Could, you, could we pull off a one for one Frank for Chuck? It would hurt our listener base in San Antonio, but other than that, I think we'd be we'd do pretty well. Uh, if you know the bit, you know the bit. Anyways, uh, welcome into Oilers Nation every day live on the Oilers Nation YouTube. Yes, QF Pro, congratulations. First comment of the day, and it was a very good one. We're live from the Sports Closet Studio, three locations in the Edmonton area, and we got Nation Gear in store as well, Woo-wee. which is an important thing. Uh, maybe you want to get geared up for the summer. Maybe I'm going to be hitting them up and getting my DeAndre Hopkins Bills jersey made up. Woo! Your last name better be Hopkins. Ah, come on now. Because it ain't happening. Uh, It's coming to the Lions. Okay. Well, (laughs) Browns, baby. Dog pound. New logo coming for the Browns. New dog. Okay. (laughs) We're getting rid of the the brownie. 
Uh, Frank Saravalli is going to stop by in about 15 minutes time. We got a elf. It's an elfish figure. Yeah. Which one get inspired by it? Are they replacing the the random helmet they have or the actual bulldog they sometimes use? You've never seen Brownie, the little pixie. I've seen that thing. That was at the middle of their field this (laughs) year. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I was going to say, that was on the field. I feel like they're replacing them with a dog. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's down to two dogs. One more comical and mean, and one like kind of Batman, Dark Knight mean looking, like kind of aesthetic. I'm one with good. like the more approachable but mean cartoony okay. one. I have a photo with the real dog. <laughs> the real, the real Cleveland Brown. Yeah, dog. like literally his last season, they they retired him, and now I think they'll bring a new new dog back. I got a photo of him. Is it similar to like what the Georgia Bulldogs do, where they just like reproduce these dogs and it's just a lion? You ever seen that? The Georgia Bulldog yeah. is like the eleventh. In its family of being that bulldog for the oh, ball, I'll have to dig it. I bet you yeah. they do. It's like the royal family in a way, Liam. Very similar, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into what the people are saying in the chat. We have a Sherwood Ford Giant offseason question. Frank Saravalli on the Star Mechanical guest line coming up in a little bit. Rusty's in says, if we're grading Frank, he gets an A plus, 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 plus for me. Outstanding work. Maybe a little generous there. Tristan Zinn <laughs> says, honestly, so glad I watched the show this year. Got all the different podcasts every day. Best decision. Great podcast. Thank you. Uh, yes, appreciate that. You. I just started reading that. I didn't know it was going to turn into a compliment. Uh, Tristan also Tyler always reads it's on the teleprompter. Yeah, whatever you comment <laughs> in there, I'm, I'm throwing it out to the people. He's also saying, test them. Florida in four, wishing Vegas the worst. Are we all rooting for Florida? Yes. Go yeah. Cats. The Florida podcast. Oh, man, it just, it just pisses me off. Like we ran, we essentially what happened against us against Vegas, we ran out of gas. And if we could have just got through them, like it was, yeah. it was there. Like Dallas sucks. They are kind of a one line team, I'm and their one- goalie isn't not, like that. Was the other thing? Maybe they can get Ottinger, but that's not happening. Well, actually, Pete DeBoer said Otto, Ottinger is heating up after last night's game. Well, yeah, of course, Pete <laughs> he DeBoer traditionally always games five through seven. He's like a nine seventy in his career. He's like unbeatable in the final three games of a series. If only he had won one of the first three games. in the, fi- the final five, <laughs> three games of the series. He's like lights out. His numbers. So just get them, up. get them to game five, and you're winning. They are the in series. game five. Yeah, yeah. So they're winning the series. Joe Pavelski got the OT winner yesterday. How about these for some Pavelski stats? We we talked about this on ON every day today, or on DFO Live today. Now we're talking about it on ON every mm. day. Is he a Hall of Famer? <clears throat> one of 97 players to hit the thousand point mark in the regular season. He's 40th all time in playoff points. And his OT winner yesterday ties him with Maurice Richard for fifth all time in playoff game winners. Oh, Matt, McC- Matt Kachuk's coming in hot uh, to to test that one. Yeah, he's he, well, he's racked up three in the last like week. So. Yeah, yeah, he's he hot right now. Um, man, I, I, it's I always struggle for players that don't win a cup, but like he's played Team USA. Yeah, he's been an All Star. He. He's he's been a factor. He's he's the best at what he does. He's a tipping machine, and I heard he's a hell of a ping pong player. So, okay, does that factor into his? Well, the, well, because dressing room, you yeah. know, abilities yeah. and presence, I think, plays a role in the vote. All right, Liam Pavelski, Hall of Famer. Uh, I don't, th- I don't think so. Oh, so Is Patrick Sharp a Hall of Famer? No, they're not comparable. But Patrick Sharp has three Stanley Cups and was like, Pavelski's, has he ever been the best player on his team? 
I think is Holwig. What? Like Holwig is he? Like is he Ryan Holwig? (laughs) Didn't he win a bunch of cups with the Blackhawks? I don't think he ever played for the Blackhawks. Oh, (laughs) never. He was a Ranger. He was a Ranger. I was trying to think of random, uh, (laughs) random guys on that run (laughs) to say, hey, like Bickle, Bickle, Bickle. I think if you grade just off cups, it's. It gets weird because, yeah, Patrick Sharp has three rings. He only had 600 points in his I career. I thought he had a few more points than that. Yeah. Well, yeah, Patrick Sharp is not a Hall of Famer. I don't Ryan think. <laughs> Hall of Famer in the looks department. He's a yeah, sharp guy. He is. Hey, Lives yeah. up to his name. Yeah. I don't, I wouldn't give uh, Joe Pavelski in the Hall of Fame. Oh, I just think he's been like an all, like. What was that guy's calculator? That guy that built yeah, the calculator. Paul, I, I should actually check that to see what he says. But the interesting thing is. There's the side of the debate that's like all about peak value, right? Did you win rings? Were you ever one of the best players in the league? All that. But then there's the other argument of like longevity. He's been doing this for almost two decades, man. And he gets to the playoffs and he plays well in the playoffs. Doesn't not, slow down. Yeah. So I don't know. I yeah, it's it. There, there's definitely a case to be made. He's never been a point per game player. He's never had a point per game season. Does that matter? I don't know. Like he has a thousand points, 1,200 uh, games. So He's done a lot. Seventh round pick too to like come from yeah. that to where he is is it's quite incredible. So uh, Paul Paduti is at Adjusted Hockey. He's done some stuff with us at Daily Faceoff, talking about players in their Hall of Fame cases. This guy's basically dedicated his career to just Hall of Fame cases and the numbers behind it. Uh, so Joe Pavelski, he uh, he gives them a check mark and says that he is a qualified, not inner circle, not superstar legend of the game, but he has done enough in his career, according to Paul, to qualify for the Hall of Fame. And that was as of April 11th. So the next month and a half, or last month and a half could have even changed yeah, it. Move the needle. So Paul Paduti and his numbers that adjusted on, he says he is. Uh, all right, let's get into our Sherwood Ford giant offseason question of the day. We're going to talk Oilers. We're grading Darnell Nurse later. I got some questions about Yamamoto and CeCe for our insider, Frank Saravalli. But our Sherwood Ford giant offseason question today is looking around the league a little bit. We all will have a close watch on what Ken Holland and the Oilers front office does in Edmonton. But the question today is outside of the Oilers, which team are you watching the closest? Which team are you most intrigued by this summer? Liam? I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Really? They have no general manager. They have all these guys who are kind of coming to the end of the career, but still very, very good hockey players. So like, what can they do? do this summer. I think they have, they have like 20 million in cap space. Like yeah. it's just going to be very intriguing to see like how they try and put this together to try and give Sid Malkin and Latang one more run at the cup. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know who's going to take the job there. I, I don't think it'll actually be Kyle Dubas, but I think it's an intriguing one overall. The GM situation there is interesting. I just, yeah, I, I think they'll be active. You mentioned the 20 mil. They got to resign Jari or get mm. another goalie. So let's say they have 15 mil to improve that team. They need a D-man and a forward, really, because they got to replace Zucker, a few other lower pieces, and then they got to replace uh, Brian Dumlin. They have their first rounder this year, no second rounder. They have a pick in each of the first four rounds next year. Here's a great little board to outline who they're kind of losing. No one that crazy. I think they'll probably make a play for JT Miller again in Vancouver. Mm. I wonder, I mean... If it wasn't an in-division deal, I bet you they would love to get their hands on Kevin Hayes, but I don't know if that's necessarily realistic. Um, but I bet you they make a hard push for JT Miller in the in the summer. I can see that. I, yeah, I can see that. Pittsburgh is yeah, last dance mode, right? Yeah, pretty much. Can they do it? So it is interesting. You know, Wherever Kyle Dubas goes will be also interesting to follow. Yeah. 
um, my team. Yeah, who's who's your pick? Well, it's it, it's hard for me not to just think about the Carolina Hurricanes. Like they don't have enough. They don't have enough. They have enough to get to a point, mm-hmm. but they don't have enough to get past that point. Mm-hmm. And it's been talked about now for years that they don't have that piece to get past that point. And you know they what like they didn't go and get Timo Meyer. Like, tried well, but but didn't try hard enough. Like yeah. they should be in whatever it takes mode right mm-hmm. now because the team is good enough to get them to the quarterfinals, like automatic. Yep. So like they need to get those pieces to push it through. So it'll be interesting to see if Dundon actually finally like mm-hmm. kind of says fuck it, like we're going all in. Like he said on Frank's on frankly speaking that he was, but yeah. his definition of that versus what it should be are two different things. You can't really go all in when you have your first round picks locked up for the next three years. Well, every single pick is locked up for the next three years besides a third round pick. They should trade for Austin season. Matthews. I'm just saying it right now. They got an extra third too, right? Like yeah. they have the draft pick capital. They have the cap space, 24.12 million in projected space. And that's Austin wants all of it. And that's with the cap <laughs> only going up one mil. Cap goes up more. They're going to be able to spend. And also you look at the actual like assets they have on this, on the active team, Brady Shea and Brett Pessy both going to the final years of their deal. They could look to move one of those guys mm-hmm. and probably get a decent return or add them into a package to maybe a team who's looking to move out a forward and bring in some defensive help. Oh, I wonder why that is. Canes could do some damage <laughs> this offseason. They, uh, they have to because it's yeah. not like, sure, add Petretti. Well, if Petretti comes back, it's Shedrick at all, but it's time. not like they got to. Yeah. Uh, they just like Rod the Bod's got them working their tails mm-hmm. off, but like that only goes so far. You need, uh, you need that high level skill. Our boy Sergeant Battle is in and says the Jets are the most interesting team. I mean, no one's safe on that roster outside of like Morrissey, Kyle, and Kyle Connor. I think Wheeler is very likely to go. I think Shifley has a good chance of being dealt. And if you can't get Connor Hellebuck to commit to an extension, he's got to go too. Like they could blow it up this year. And I think it'd be the best thing. It might be one or two lean years. Honestly, it might only be one year if you play your cards right of Flush out those older guys, let Kyle Connor, Nick Ehlers, and Josh Morrissey, let them take over the identity of this hockey team and go from there. Hmm. I like that Jets pick because I'm, I, again, like in terms of activity and what they could do in the next two months, they're right near the top of the list. They'll be the, I think they'll be the busiest Canadian team this summer. Yeah, probably. I mean, like you said, they got a ton of good players. Like Josh Morrissey was a, a Norris candidate for most of the year, right? Until yeah. he got kind of hurt. So you can run your blue line through him. And then, you know, with guys like Kyle Connor, it's just about changing of the face there. Like you said, like if Shifley can kind of get out, Nick, uh, Blake Wheeler, be interested to see what Connor Hellebuck does. Like he said, yep. like, I don't want to be here if they're rebuilding. I think another team that could be interesting that we haven't mentioned is the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, that was uh, Lance was in and gave us the Leafs as his pick. They'd have to, well, they have to trade one of Mitchie or Austin. See, and I don't think they're going to do it, so I'm like not that intrigued. Like, they I need just, a defenseman and a goalie. Sam Sonov's good. Matt Murray will go on LTIR for the entire season, give him some cap space. <laughs> was that that was a bad trade? Terrible trade. Terrible, terrible deal. Just and like not even like a, ah. You respect the attempt, but the results didn't work out. That was just an unforced error by by Kyle Dubas. There's mm-hmm. no reason to go bring in that guy just because you liked him. Four point six eight mil. Jeez, they'll run with. I think the I honestly think they'll run with Samsonov and Wool next year, and they'll go dirt cheap between the pipes and spend their money on a D man. Mike McKenna said they could win the cup with Joseph Wall. 
Mike McKenna loves Wall. He did. So I That's think that was an exact quote. Yeah, I, I was here for it. Yeah. Heard it with my own ears. Yeah, I think the Leafs are another great pick. Uh, Keith is in with one who I didn't really think about it and so big degree to them. Chicago, 40 some million bucks. How do you handle off season one of Connor <laughs> Bedard? How do you handle this lead up? You got to get them skill. You have to do something. It's why it's mind blowing that they moved on from so many young pieces last year. Because can you imagine slotting Bedard on a line with Kirby Doc and Alex DeBrinca next year? Be nasty. Yes. Instead, you're putting him with Tyler Johnson and Jujar Kara. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor Radish is going to benefit from Connor Bedard quite a bit and get a nice contract effort. What about awesome. bringing back Ryan Holwig? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm, I agree with the people saying Chicago is the most interesting. $41.8 million in cap space. But like, who's it? Like, who, who do you go get? Like, you're not, you're not trying to like, rebuild on the fly for his first season like no, get no. him some get him you, you need to surround him with some veterans yeah. and like like if Taves and Kane were still there that would have been great for him yeah um that is not the case so yeah you gotta give him some veterans you gotta kind of like you gotta you gotta you gotta kind of build a bit of a core from underneath for the next year or two and then go and use that cap space to get you know load up with some weapons they, but it is interesting if they're gonna overpay Jason Sucker this offseason and they might overpay Jason. Let's see who they're going to overpay. Nyquist will get a nice deal from them. I'm just kind of looking you at it. think that. they'll just load up on like middle six wingers? Definitely. Yeah, I'll, like, I'll throw it's this such out there. Intriguing thing because they literally have no one. Where's, yeah. du- where's Dubois going? Is he going to Montreal? Is yeah, it just like, it's just a for- yeah. foregone conclusion. We did a trade machine with him the other day. What's yeah. the proposed trade? Jordan Harris and a first round pick. Uh, here it is. Florida's first. Florida, so yeah, it's so late. It's- Who's Jordan Harris? He's a rookie defenseman. Old. Oh, no, he's a second year. He had yeah. 26 points this year in like 70 games. Scored yeah. against the Oilers. Yeah. Good memory. I just remember because I was so annoyed by that game. It was right after the All-Star You think break. that, wow, apparently Bois, like, if he's engaged, he is. And he's he'll good. be engaged in Montreal. But if you're Winnipeg, you're like, we can't lose this guy for nothing. And he only wants to sign here until he's a UFA. So what I, if Arizona moves to Quebec City? Oh, is that a, now a two horse race? That is a wrinkle we haven't thought about. Back to Chicago. <laughs> so the Devils have an interesting choice to make between Jesper Bratt and Timo Meyer because I don't know if they can keep them both. If but Brad, Brad doesn't want to be there. He, I don't know if that's true. We he did say the beginning. Yeah. So, so I think Timo. if you're the Hawks, you got two firsts in each of the next three drafts. You have four seconds this year, two next year, two the year after, two thirds this year, two thirds next year. Whichever one of Brat or Meyer isn't going to be re-upped, you go all in for them. Because either for one like those, a max deal, like eight year deal, I you, you trade for them because they're RFAs and then you lock them up for good. Yeah, because you, you want. Yes. Yes. Okay. I think that's the play. I don't think that's a bad move. And now yeah, right? yeah. either one of those guys, after getting a little bit of taste of that, some playoff <laughs> love there, want to go to a team that's going to probably suck for two years. Team on the upswing. You're like they're get, young. They're you're young. Gonna get the contract you want because they have all this money. They can pay you. You're going to get to play with Bedard, and you sell them on the promise of like big market. We're going to rebuild this thing quickly. It won't take us five years. It'll take us one or two. I feel like the I was the Oilers value proposition once upon a time. Yep. I, has there really been a case like I can't think off the top of my head where like a, a top prospect who's gone first overall. Has literally walked into a team with absolutely nobody. Like I'm just trying to like McDavid had guys, 
Taylor Hall. Yeah, I guess Taylor well, Hall. Like, Taylor yeah, Yakubov. Hall, Eberly, Yak Nuge. It was like, <laughs> at, you got to put yourself back at that point. You're yeah. right. It was a young core. It was like, okay, McDavid's going to come in and they'll add loot cheats like they did in, in his second year and all that. You know, <laughs> in the moment, you're right. The cupboards or the roster, I should say, wasn't as barren as Chicago. Mm. Like, what was, what was Pittsburgh like when they got Crosby? Terrible. Was, yeah, but remember. But they had, did they have Malkin then? Yeah. And had, Fleury. Malkin was the year after. But okay. then Fleury and those guys, like they had Jordan Stahl right before. Right. Yes. So again, they kind of had pieces. Chicago's highest paid forward next year is Tyler Johnson. They have three forwards on their roster who are going to make more than a million bucks next year. It's Colin Blackwell, Jason Dickinson, and Johnson. Like there's no. <laughs> They got to spend. Well, they have to because like, they don't have enough bodies. Yeah. Uh, so my pick, again, you, Liam, most intriguing team for you, you went. Pittsburgh. You went with who, Jay? Carolina. 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 I think I'm going to agree with Sergeant Battle. I think I'm going to say Winnipeg. Just because I'm fascinated to see how hard this teardown is. Like, I don't know. It could go... There's also a part of me that's like, watch Sheffield Dow just be like, yeah, we'll run it back. <laughs> one more, one more kick at the can here. And if they do that, I think it'll be like hilarious to watch all summer. Like every day it'll be like, well, when are the Jets going to make their move? And then they just won't. What if Chicago makes a move with Winnipeg? I'm just, I was trying to think, and like the only, like Montreal were obviously the, the cupboards weren't as bad, but Ken Hughes was fairly active at the tra- at the draft, right? When Allen got Kobe Dark, obviously the first yeah. overall pick. Like, yep. I wonder if they look at Winnipeg, and I don't even know who you would try, but got all those picks. Maybe there's someone. There. If you're Chicago, yeah, like just you, to, like, do you, get want, you you don't want Wheeler or Shifley? No, no, no. But maybe there's some. I don't know. Maybe Ehlers. Maybe oh, Ehlers for yeah. sure. Sick. Just thinking randomly. Yeah, maybe that's an idea. There you go. You can keep dropping your takes in there. It's the Sherwood Ford giant question of the trade day. for Pierre Luc Dubois and move the team to Quebec City. <laughs> uh, what team outside of Edmonton intrigues you the most this offseason? You can keep throwing your takes and uh, feel free to elaborate on them a little bit in, uh, in the chat as well. We'll get to a few of those, but. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. 
I see he's sitting in his little preview box at the bottom of the screen. Frank Saravalli on the Star Mechanical guest line. Finally Looking tanned. Line. Actually, you know what? Yes, Frank, have you been getting some sun? Frank's got some sun. Not really. Uh, I actually haven't been outside since last Sunday. So, like, you, what do you mean by that? I mean, like, I don't, I haven't really left my house since last Sunday. Huh. Your kid hasn't had baseball? Uh, we had a baseball game on Tuesday night, but that was okay. it. I, I'm, I'm the scorekeeper on the baseball team. Um, no, I, I've been, I've been kind of like, I've been at my desk, no joke, like last night until 1030. Well, you saying that leads me to believe you have some great insider info for us. Don't you love keeping score of a baseball game, though? I love it. It's so much fun. It's actually very um, therapeutic. It's like therapeutic. The only thing is, so like I really enjoy keeping it like longhand on the book. And now they have the new fancy app where you have to like click mm-hmm. every ball on strike. And so I because I like doing the book, I also keep it on the app so that like because we don't have a scoreboard, the um the other parents on the team like sit in the stands and they can actually like see the score of the game and what's happening. So I do both so that they can see that, but I also then can like literally check the box of keeping the book. I love I know. that makes me a huge dork. If I yeah. win the lottery, I would just like go you to and Jay's. Tyler should start a podcast. Oh, called I would keep the score. I would go to like Jay's games with a book and just sit by myself and keep score of baseball games. I'm not even shitting with you. That sounds like such a nice afternoon. Why is do you, so on? do you, do you keep balls and strikes or do you just do like what happened to the batter? Well, the only time I ever do it is at like my slow pitch games when I'll grab the book and do it. So I just keep what happens to the batter. But I would love to do it for like MLB games. So when I used to cover baseball, I actually have like the scorebook of all the major league baseball games that I was at. And you like sit there and do that's what you do in the press box when you cover major league baseball games. Hell yeah. I might I might switch it up. I might try to get on the Riverhawks need a scorekeeper. Aaron, (laughs) we're always in the market. There you go. I might have my summer plans come together here. All right, let's talk some hockey, Frank. Uh, today, our Sherwood Ford giant question was, which team outside of Edmonton intrigues us the most when it comes to their offseason situation? Uh, give us a team you're kind of looking at with a raised eyebrow and going, ooh, it's going to be interesting there. I mean, I heard you guys chatting. I don't. I didn't hear anyone mention the lowest of the low-hanging fruit in the Toronto Maple Leafs, did I? No, we, a listener brought it up, but we didn't dig into it too hard. Yeah, I mean, just the sheer intrigue around does someone go from their core four? Who's their next general manager going to be? They have to hire a coach. Like, this is one of the best regular season teams in the league over the last five years. Zero playoff success to speak of. To think that you can go do it again the same way, I think, is lunacy. So um, I know that there was a report out there this week that Brendan Shanahan told the core four you know, we're not trading you. I just, I don't, first off, I don't really understand it because you haven't hired your GM yet. So are you Mr. Uh, You know, my GM walked because he didn't have autonomy already making a decision for your next GM before he even steps into the fold. Like that's one of the like unreported, underreported things of the week was like, if that is indeed true, you've now cut off the legs of your GM before you even hired him. And what's Peter Shirelli going to think when he gets hired now? He was one of the four names uh, that was, that you have linked to them. What's the latest on their GM search? 
I was gonna say, like, as I was typing the like letters, I was like, oh my god, I can already see what my reactions are gonna be like. Peter Shirelli. Like it's just every time he's come up, it's been so incredibly toxic in every fan base, whether it's been mentioned There's in Pittsburgh there. or yeah, but it's it's everywhere. Like he, it's like he, the stink will never be off of him for his tenure in Edmonton. He would pull off the uh, Matthews for Slavin. Oh, Matthews for, for one. Slavin, one for one. Hell yeah, that's a pistol P move right there. <laughs> So, so would it would Slavin make sense? I, I know we kind of briefly touched on this on the rundown the other day. Is that something that actually like Slate like I don't think Slavin's one of those guys you trade in any circumstance, but that's just me. Oh, agreed. I'm just uh like I'm I was speculating because they like Toronto needs a defenseman. And if you can we, get Slavin and, 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 they, and they have to move a Marner or a Matthews. Yeah, so so I think Jason Greger said Marner for and I don't I don't think we we made it we picked a name but someone from Carolina's defense that they're now going to have to pay in one year's time as a free agent anyway you know some sort of package revolving around those two Slavin's the guy like you're not trading Mitch Marner for Brett Pesci No I don't I I think you're right but I like honestly I know people are saying you you can't win a trade by moving Mitch Marner. You can't win one by moving Austin Matthews. I just don't understand. Like you could talk yourself into a circle about, you know, what you're giving up. You have to focus on what you're getting. And that I think is, is a huge part of the calculus for the Leafs. Frank, uh, we've been doing this bit on the show every day since the Oilers got eliminated. Our AMA travel trade machine, where, again, we don't know who's running the trade machine, but it spits out a proposal for us. Uh, this was the first one we did, and I'm, we'll flash it up because it ties into this Leaves conversation. Who says no to this one? My guess Ooh, would be the Preds. Really? Yeah, I mean, the so it's funny to say because goalies traditionally don't get the value in return that they should based on their relative yeah. importance to the game and to the team. Uh, and I think part of it is due to the fickle nature of the position. You don't know what you're getting year over year, but more to the point, um, you know, they just they're like, hey, you could just pick a guy off the scrap heap as a free agent and pay him less and get relatively the same margin of success in net. So that's always been the thought process, which keeps trade values for goalies down. Um, I would certainly be looking at something to get Soros if he became available. But for Nashville, like then they need to turn around and pay Nylander in a year. I don't like doesn't make any sense for a team that already has a couple crazy long contracts in Forsberg and Duchesne. Like they've got a whole bunch of things going on offensively that don't really make sense. And to add another long-term forward into the mix as talented as he is to then also rip the backbone of your team out in sorrows. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. If the trade machine nails one of these, though, we're having a party. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, okay, we got to ask you some Oilers questions here, Frank, because it is Oilers Nation every day. Uh, the big thing for the Oilers is going to be how can they clear up money this offseason? And the likely names on that list are Cody Cece, Kyler Yamamoto, and Warren Fogle. The thing I'm kind of struggling with when I try to you know, think about <laughs> what the GM of this team can do in the summer is 
do those players have value or are the Oilers going to have to attach assets to move them out? Do you have a read on that? Like, will there be teams calling and saying, hey, we'll take Cody Cece's full contract off your hands for a fourth round pick? Like, do they have value or are we overvaluing them because we watch them 82 times a year? Um, they, you're not overvaluing them. And I don't think you're undervaluing. I think you're asking the right question. Um, I think with someone like Yamamoto, based on the way his production was so decreased and diminished this year, mostly due to the injury, um, that I think you're going to have to attach an asset to. I think if you wanted to move on from Cody CC, it's not such a crippling cap hit. And the term remaining isn't so onerous that, you wouldn't be able to like you could get probably something like you said a, a late round pick to to try and get rid of him and to create that cap flexibility. But what are you doing with that cap flexibility? That that to me is what matters. Um, is it signing Bouchard to a long term deal as opposed to a bridge? Is it going out and tackling a bigger name free agent? One of the names that uh Bob Stoffer mentioned on Oilers now which he always seems to be plugged in was Damon Severson and I was like man that's that's an interesting one um that if you could foresee a, a path in which Bouchard is bridged and also um you know you had the flexibility of getting rid of CC like you could start to see the dollars and cents work for something like that but that would be a pretty sizable upgrade I would think um, and really solidify the Oilers' top four in a big, big way. Hear me out, though. Damon Severson, six by six, you know, hasn't played a ton against elites in the past. Scott Mayfield, three by 3.75 on his AFP projection. Frank, like, wouldn't it make more sense to just not go six million on one piece and go, okay, if you can move out CC and Yamamoto, go spend three to four on the D-man, go spend three to four on the forward and upgrade both those spots in free agency instead of blowing the cap space on one? I get exactly what you're saying. And I understand why Mayfield has the intrigue because he does play in a lot of situations and he's pretty well-rounded. Um, personally, I just don't think he makes anywhere near the impact. And I also think this AFP projection is a bit low. I think Scott Mayfield will end up somewhere in the fours. And I think when you compare the like the difference between Severson and Mayfield impact on the ice relative to those cap hits of what they're going to be playing at, um, I think Severson is the better buy. Interesting. I'll, I'll ask you a question, Frank. Okay. How, okay. What kind of Ken Holland are we going to see this summer? Do you think he's going to be aggressive to improve this roster in big ways? Or do you think it's just going to be kind of a couple of small moves here and there, just improving small and then maybe do something at the deadline again? I, I would guess it's probably going to be pretty aggressive. Like I would think that you should be aggressive. What was his line? I, I don't invest in green bananas. Like that was a signal to everyone that they understand if the trade made for Ekholm at the deadline wasn't a big enough signal that this window to win with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl at the absolute height of their powers is right now. And we've talked before how they kind of had an unlucky circumstance with some of the injuries that they had to their next rung down of players in the lineup uh, in the playoffs. But, you know, I would think that nothing is off the table in terms of how the Oilers can pursue it. Like, are there going to be drastic major core piece pieces changed out? I don't think so. Um, but I do think that there's plenty of room left particularly when you look at the right side of this team's offense 
um, that really gives you an opportunity to uh, to improve on the margins because stacking up a series of five incremental wins, um, I think, can add to something pretty big. What about uh, their kind of pending UFAs here and RFAs to an extent? Like, do you think the Oilers will be hungry to bring back the Costins, the Bukestads, and the Yenmarks, or do you think those are three spots where maybe Holland would go, "Hey, I think I can up these guys, upgrade these guys in different ways in free agency or via trade." I think they're probably intrigued in engaging in some kind of conversation, but have a really specific price set in mind. Like, I think they really liked. Uh, what they got from Costin, and he was sort of the one guy that wasn't afraid to to drag himself into the fight and others. Um, they enjoyed that part of his game, the little edge that he brought. You know, Bukestad, I personally think he overachieved last season, had a pretty gaudy, you know, goals total that uh, is going to get him, you know, a bit more money uh, than probably what the Oilers can provide. I don't know that he's chasing that. Uh, so it'll be interested to see where that comes out in the balance of it all. Um, but I also wouldn't be surprised to see them just, hey, uh, Derek Ryan, do you want to come back for one year at slightly above the league minimum that we can sort of pencil you into a spot that it's the old reliable, the steady, um, you know exactly what you're getting. So um, that's sort of how I would stack everyone up. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have anything? Do you have anything to add, Jay? Liam just disappointed me. <laughs> why? I can't tell you why. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, no, I, I'll uh, tell you what. He's not a company man. I'll tell you that much for free. <laughs> uh, did he, what did he do? Did he break wind? <laughs> no, I, yeah. I, I don't even want to say. You were looking at his computer screen, so whatever Liam was Googling did not. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. God. Anyways, there was a name were on you, your top. Were, you were you in violation of the uh, company IT policy? He was reading an yes, actually, article. yes, he was violating the <laughs> IT policy. I am on dailyfaceoff.com. <laughs> that yeah, does not seem sure like is. a violation. That seems like promotion. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to promote your top 50 article here, Frank. There's a name on there. Like I was looking at pieces on the right side offense that could help out with this team. Connor Brown's an obvious one. We all That's like what him. I was looking for. Do you think James Van Reemsdyke would sign in Edmonton? I looked at that projected deal of one by 1.8, and I'm like, man, 25-plus goal potential. He's got it written all over him in this Oilers top six. He's 34. Like, his best hockey in all likelihood is behind him. But I think him on, like, a two-by-two deal in Edmonton would be awesome. So I do think that he would be willing to go anywhere. He was one of those guys um, just sort of checking in with his camp around the deadline that was like, yeah, whatever, I don't care. Um, I just want to go to a place that I'm wanted and sees a, an impact for me, you know, to, to make in their lineup. Um, so I don't think that would be an issue. I think that'd be something that he'd be open to. That said, I, I also think the projection is a bit low. Um, I kind of see him being closer to the two and a half to $3 million range. Um, but you know, we'll see. I, I would think with someone like him and with someone, um, you know, to have him make a commitment to live in your city. I, I'd personally, I would only want one year. Like, I, I don't, I don't think you need to go a multi-year deal in order to convince someone like that to stay. He's made a, a pile of money in his career. Um, doesn't really, you know, the fit to him, I think, and to many other free agents is just as important as the dollar figure. And he wants an opportunity to have success. So, 
Um, I, I could see that being a, a perfect fit in terms of uh, lineup and impact. Like you can never have enough of those Joe Pavelski type, not to say he plays the same way, but the net front presence, the ability to tip pucks um, can improve your second power play unit um, can give you meaningful minutes. Like he's never really in trouble uh, in terms of the five on five aspect of it. Like it, it makes a lot of sense. I just don't know how, like how aggressive or how high on the Oilers list he would be. Uh, before we let you go, do you want to see what the trade machines cooked up today? Sure. Machine. All right, Aaron, do we got it? It's a deal between Washington and Nashville. It's Evgeny Kuznetsov in the 40th overall pick for Ryan Johansson and the 24th overall pick. Who says no? So did Steven Wino make you think of this trade machine today? Because he mentioned this on uh, Daily Faceoff Live today, the idea of Barry Trotz in Nashville, now, of course, being super familiar with Evgeny Kuznetsov. Um, I don't really see the incentive in this for the, for the um, Caps. They, if I'm not mistaken, I don't have the contracts in front of me. They end up gaining more term on Johansson, who's not both as two years a, left. Oh, they both have two years left. Okay, um, he's not as good as Kuznetsov. Move up sixteen but you get spots a first in the draft. Round pick. Yeah, that's not enough for me. Um, okay. So I would say the Washington Capitals say no. Ah, darn. Another L for the trade machine. We almost got it, though. Well, we were close. Maybe we should retweak its algorithm. I'll talk to him. I'll talk to him. <laughs> him. Uh, well, I, yeah. You gave it a name? What's yeah. the machine's name? Anyways, Frank, thanks for joining us today. Tie tie? Tie tie bot? <laughs> See you guys. Okay, bye, Frank. Frank Saravalli, scorekeeping extraordinaire and NHL insider. Fellow scorekeeper. Hey, yeah. part of the guild. Yep. <laughs> part of the scorekeeping guild. Uh, let's move along. First off, Frank serve all his appearances as always for star mechanical 24, seven emergency service. Boom. 780-481-8873. Don't call the number and give them your thoughts on the Oilers free agency. That's an important phone number. Mm. Don't use it for things like that. I'm watching the night agent. Okay. On Netflix. Have you seen about it on the night? No, I'm currently watching castle of modern family. So I've not made it. Oh, well yet. enjoy the run of modern <laughs> family. It is laughs. Oh, plenty. Yes. It's about a guy who works in a room in the basement of the White House that has to answer the phone <laughs> for agents to call in when there's night action. Oh, anyways, cool. let's do our start mechanical. Yeah, player grades only call them if it's important. <laughs> and they got your back. Uh, player grades also brought to you by Star Mechanical. This is an interesting one. We're going to spend the final few minutes of our show on this. And I think people will not like the grades I gave to number 25, Darnell Nurse. 82 games this year, 43 points. That's actually really good production for a defenseman. Uh, yeah. You know, there were some tough moments in Darnell Nurse's season. I think some of his mistakes are obviously very noticeable to people who watch the game, whether you're like, a diehard or you're casually watching, you've noticed Darnell Nurse's mistakes. I think they get overblown because he plays so much and has to take on such a big workload. He's constantly playing against the other team's best players. I think for the most part, he does a good job. I think his partner makes him look a little bit worse at times, and I don't like... Get him a better positional partner, and... He'll look... His mistakes will be way less noticeable. He makes a lot of boneheaded plays. I'm not saying he doesn't. Yeah. 
But I also think Darnell Nurse does not deserve the reputation he has with a lot of the fans here it, in this city. It's because of the contract. They I know. That's the thing, right? If he was making seven million bucks, eight million bucks, he'd be we'd be less critical. But like nine point two five or yep. whatever it is. I'm not here to grade his contract. I'm here to grade how, how would you grade his contract? In the regular season, not good. But he's man. If someone gave me nine million bucks to do this job, you can't blame him for signing it. Yeah, I gave Darnell Nurse a B minus for the regular season. In the playoffs, I gave him a C. I thought there were a few more rough moments in the playoffs, and I want I want guys who elevate come postseason time. And Darnell Nurse certainly did not elevate come the playoffs. So I knocked him down a hair. Probably could have gone C plus in the playoffs if I'm being honest. But regular season, I gave him a B minus because again, I'm not grading his contract. I'm grading what he brought to the Oilers, and what he brought was a guy who for 82 games played on the top pairing for this team. And damn it, they made the playoffs, almost won the conference. That's worth something. If you want to sit there and be like, oh, the turnovers, oh, this, oh, that. Okay, well, let's rattle off all the good things he did. For every turnover, you can find two or three plays where he breaks up a cycle, where he makes a nice pass up ice, all of that stuff. The Oilers are better with this guy on their roster. Cap hit aside. Point blank. I agree. I would actually probably give him like a B plus for regular season score. And I mean, to score 43 points, essentially even strength all yeah. season, like... It's very, very impressive. I think he finished in the top 10 in that category, plus 26 on the year too. I know plus minus kind of is what it is, but I don't remember the last time an Oiler had a plus 26 or something close like that. And I mean, like you said, he's consistently in the team, 82 games. I think Cody Cece brings him down quite a bit. And once we saw Ekholm come in too, like the weight kind of came off Nurse a little bit. So I think that's fair to bump him up to that. I would give him a C in the playoffs because like you said, he didn't really elevate. And also he got suspended for something that was very avoidable. Yep. That's fair. So I think it's got to bring him down a little bit to his back-to-back playoff runs now where he's, he's been out for a game through being stupid, quite frankly. Uh, But last year, last year, CC was better. Yeah. And Darnell was better. Yeah. And this year, CC was not the same. And nurse was not, and not, and nurse was not the not as good. It goes hand in hand to an extent. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Like I I I, I like I like what he brings to the game. He can skate. He can move the puck. He can score here and there, especially even strength. He brings yep. the physicality and some grit, which I love. But yeah, no, he's he's prone to make a mistake. Like a like a have a brain fart. Let's just call yep. it that. He is. Um, I like this one from QF Pro. Before Ekholm, C minus. After Ekholm, B plus. Yep. Bounces out to a B minus on the year. Play him less. Yeah. Just like, like the other thing also is the contract kicked in. Like, the, you, like we don't know what it's like because, well, maybe some of us in the chat have signed a $9 million a year contract, but like the, the, the stakes change mentally, right? You're like, shit. Like, yeah, I signed my ticket. I got my money. But like, he's like, I now got to play up to this. Yeah. And I also found beginning of the season, Darnell was just trying to do too much. I think he was trying to like thing. force the issue mm-hmm. and like do this. And like, he was just like overthinking things. Like he's just gotta, like, he's just gotta put that contract in the bank literally. And just like focus on just being him and playing his game. And yeah, I think Ekholm also relieved a little bit of that pressure too, from that, from the, the mental pressure as well. Uh, like the Ekholm effect was like touched a lot of our defensemen, yeah. but uh I think if we can get him a better D partner and he goes back to this season just to like bubble mode, like think about not bubble, um, the, the Canadian division, the Canadian division mode. Mm. Yeah. And just like how come to come with that mentality? Like he was, he was, he was in the Norris conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. So 
know, and maybe it's because he was in the Canadian division. Like, there's a lot mm-hmm. of variables there. But like, if like he looked like he played great, like from a, from from a fan perspective, so there's something there. Um, yeah, I think I think B B minus B plus in that ballpark is a completely fair grading for uh, Daryl. I love we, we need him in the playoffs. Like, I love this comment from Brian. I uh, also don't know if Brian's commented before. So welcome to the show. If that's the case, if you don't have nurse, you're looking for nurse. They yeah. butchered the big bridge contract thing. And uh, there was another one in here uh, just about how I think it was from Ryan who said, you know, they're, they're doing the same thing with Bouchard. And it's like, yeah, man, they probably are. They don't have a choice again. They didn't have a choice with Daryl. They didn't have a choice. You could have committed to, to seven by six a year before signing him to that bridge. Or seven by seven or something. Uh, you signed two bridge deals, right? Two, yeah. two. So you're saying after the first one, you could have signed him to that? Yeah. Second, yeah. Obviously. He wanted, a se- no, he wanted something to start with a seven. After that one. Seven by seven. Right? Like if like, he's seven million right now, we're like, yeah. We're fine with it. Yeah, boy. But, That's how we are. Uh, so Baked is in and says, I can tell by so Tyler's baked. stylish shirt that he makes nine million a year. This is my favorite shirt. Did you know that? What color is it? red shirt? It's my favorite shirt. It, it is red. No arguing that. Yeah, but it's yeah. like uh, it's got some it's white, like a or like burgundy. Gold. It's it's kind of got yeah, a. It's it's, not it's, it's, it's it, I think it donkeys. leans more towards burgundy than it would say red. Yeah, it's not quite red for me. Yeah, my yeah. shoes are burgundy. Yeah, yeah they match your shirt. Room. Yeah, they do. <laughs> well, there, there you go. There. Look at that. one. I'm all Nike today. Burgundy shoes with the cream base. What do you have? My, got the Michael the, Jordan. Got the cream. Got the cream shorts too. Are they Nike? Yeah, better believe they're Nike. I'm wow. a bit of a brand, you know what? No. <laughs> Anyways. Fuck. <laughs> okay. Uh, wow, we went 47 minutes today, guys. Great work. Great work. Good to have you back on the show for a day, Jay. Yeah, I'm sure I made it, uh, <laughs> kept it on the rails, eh? Yeah, you brought, you brought- It's good to be back. I missed the last, uh, uh, giant, no, well, the last, yeah, last game day. The last, uh, shirt for giant game day show. I was in Vancouver, but I was with the captain. So I felt, but I was just so devastated. I was in Vancouver. So devastated. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Maybe if I was here, maybe once know, a week, the woulda, shoulda, couldas, you know, once a week going forward. Oh, I'm in. All right. I Liam, need it. I need it every day. I'll, I'll be. Uh, yeah. You're going every day all summer uh, until free agency. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe we can do two here. I think and there. we got 27 we'll more. 27 more till free agency. Who's uh, yeah, that's a good point. Liam, we should uh, or Aaron. We should wrap up the show with a little bit of Betway. Uh, mm. Got to manifest. So for my Toronto Blue Jays. Okay, I'm in. Jay's run line, Kevin Gosman strikeout prop tonight. Hammer it, hammer it, hammer it. I'm even going Vladdy home run, but that's just purely betting with my heart. Jay's run line, Gosman K's on Betway, 19 plus. Please play responsibly. Who are they playing? Otani home run. I don't even know if he's playing. There's a 95% chance he is. Otani home run. Uh, Yeah, I'll ride with you. I don't know. There's just not really a lot going on today. Is, is there uh, no NBA? That's tomorrow. No hockey. No NHL. Last Does Dallas come back? I think actually Dallas might win one more. Well, but to be fair, every time I've said something's going to happen, the complete opposite has happened. So the series is probably yeah, done. Me too. Uh, full disclosure: Me and a buddy formed a windicate going into the final four of the NHL playoffs, and and we put a sizable bet on the Dallas Stars. So you're in trouble. <laughs> so and you know what was funny is. Florida was paying better than Dallas. Hmm. 
And, you know, we thought about it, but I thought maybe Jamie Benn was going to will his team with Ottinger. Then he decided to fall and put his stick out in front of him to land and happened to land on Mark Stone's neck. <laughs> uh, Pat's in says Memorial Cup's coming up too. That's Ooh. good. Who do you think will win? Uh, Wait. Seattle. They're loaded, bro. Yeah, West so's is so is Kamloops. So Kamloops is good. I think the West will finally go a win at the Memorial Cup. West is best. West is the best. Although Quebec is very, very good. They're not the West. No, I think uh, I think Kamloops wins. Oh, hometown, yeah, hometown. The host always yeah. makes. And it it's final. so like then, then that always opens up the bait. Should the host be in the tournament? Well, you need four teams. <laughs> yeah, so either three. we create a fourth junior league. Yeah. Ooh. Where would you put the junior? The Atlantic Junior League? You could just leak into the U.S. a little bit. Oh, they would never. Well, they already leak into the U.S. But maybe you just leak a little more. Right down California. Take it. A, a California CHL League? Oh, I thought you were yeah. saying add a USHL team to the Mem Cup. And I was like, no, no, no. Like, just kind of make a band? Yeah. Like, yes. The AJ. <laughs> yeah. The Bay, the Brooks Bandits would compete very, very they well in these would. They, they pay their players, though. <laughs> They nav they circumnavigate like I don't know if they'd be welcome to the CHL level. Allegedly, <laughs> allegedly pay that players. <laughs> All right, that was my allegedly tone. We're gonna wrap this bad boy up. <laughs> Happy Friday, everybody! Enjoy your weekend. Shout out to Sherwood Ford Star Mechanical AMA Travel, Frank Saravalli, Betway, and Jay. We'll be <laughs> back sure. Monday noon Mountain Time. We'll chat with you then. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.